Welcome, everybody, to what is arguably the most useful podcast in the world, Persuasion School. Hey, if this is your first time here, grateful to have you, by the way. My name is Jake Savage, and quick background on me. You can read the bio, of course, on whatever platform that you're on, but snapshot here is I'm a former door-to-door salesman, knocked on about 100,000 doors before helping a sales startup where my job there was to build and train a team of elite salespeople around the country. Did that for about six years, was the president there for the past three years. And then this year, 2021, jumped into my own consulting business where helping uh, I'm helping nonprofits uh, leverage corporate sales methods so that they can be more effective and win bigger donations. Also, through this podcast, teach the masses how to be more persuasive. This is the place to come if you want to get more of the things that you want and deserve in life. Things like raises, promotions, dates, deals, donations, just getting buy-in for our ideas. How do you influence other human beings to take action? This is the place to come. So it's Monday, of course. We're doing Monday Q&A where I answer a question from the listeners here at Persuasion School. We've got two other segments that I'd recommend checking out if this is your first time here. First is Whiskey Wednesday. It's informal. My wife and I have a different whiskey each Wednesday, try something new. We chat about something going on in my life. Usually it's something crazy or fun or a story or whatever. And we'll also find a way to tie it back into persuasive communication. On Thursday, that's the main episode. So either I will have prepared something about persuasive communication based off of either my 14 years in sales or maybe something I've learned from psychology or neuroscience, something fun, something new. So you can just have a fresh perspective on how to communicate with other human beings. Or I will have interviewed somebody awesome doing awesome things and we'll tie it into how we can get more of the things that we want in life. All right, so Monday, Q&A, here we go. Today's question is, looks like a two-part question here. Do you or did you have any personal mentors? Then how can I find one, especially during COVID when it's harder to meet others? And this question comes from Marco. So one more time, do you or did you have any mentors? And also how can I find one during COVID when it's a difficult time to meet others? Fantastic question. I bet a lot of people are probably thinking this right now. At least if you're growth-oriented, you might be out there looking for a mentor, figuring out how you can connect with somebody who can share some wisdom and some insights with you, which I think everybody needs to be doing this. And if you don't have a mentor, you might not need a mentor in the traditional sense of pairing up with one individual on like a regular cadence to learn from them, although that's recommended and would be great if you can. But there are many different ways to uh, like glean mentorship, I would say, from from other individuals. So I'll go through some of those right now. I'll, I'll talk about my personal mentors and then also how to go about finding a mentor, even in the midst of COVID. So Marco, thank you for the question. And yes, I've got different types of mentors, I would say. In regards to an actual sort of one-on-one mentorship with one individual, there's a guy, got to give a quick shout out to my man Errol, and it's been forever since him and I met. But I, Errol is a business owner here in the D.C. area, a restaurateur, I would say. He's owned, 
I think he's he sold them all to start his new venture. But at one point, he owned three of some of the like highest end restaurants in the D.C. area. I one of them he held on to before he sold. Him and I would have our mentorship meetings over lunch there, and just have all kinds of D.C. politicians popping up, popping into the to the restaurant and coming over and just shaking Errol's hand, which was pretty cool to see. But we met when he was actually sitting next to me on a plane. And he's joked before in his Jamaican accent that uh, if I had never been eavesdropping on what he was doing, we would have never became friends. He would have never been my mentor. But he was building a pitch deck on his computer. And I leaned in just to ask him some questions about it. And my brother is a graphic designer and builds has built plenty of pitch decks for for startups. So I just connected them too. And, uh, and then anyways, that, that's kind of how we became friends. But yeah, so Errol was an actual one-on-one business mentor for a while. And I can explain how how that worked, but I'll, I'll get to that towards the end here. So he was one. And then outside of Errol, I have not really had many or any like one-on-one mentors, which I would love more of. But what's worked for me, I'll tell you what's worked for me. And, and there are a couple different things here. For one, my community. I am extremely conscious of the people that I surround myself with. But whether it's in a business sense or even my my friends and there are friends that I've stopped hanging out with over the years because they were just either extremely negative or it wasn't like a healthy friendship or healthy relationship and it was somebody that was trying to drag me down and not build me up. And so I've I've been very focused, my wife too, we've been very focused on building a strong community, people that we can pour ourselves into and people that can pour into us. So I've got to say that this community has played a major role when it comes to to mentorship because we've, you know, hand selected the people that we're around. And so for one, me personally, I've met a lot of these individuals through WeWork. So if you're not familiar with WeWork, it's one of those co-working spaces where a bunch of like young startups and sometimes more established companies have a spot there. But just a giant place where it seems to be primarily full of millennials, free coffee, and uh, places to nap and play, play ping pong while you uh, pretend to work. And uh, I met tons of people while I was at a WeWork for three years here downtown in D.C., Two guys in particular, quick shout out, Xavier and Nathan. Those guys have uh, helped me out a ton. But let me explain why this community was beneficial and why it felt like a mentorship to me. I was surrounded by entrepreneurs and business owners who are faced with a variety of problems and challenges every single day. So whenever I would encounter a problem or a challenge... All I had to do was walk down the hall and pop my head into one of my buddy's offices and say, hey, do you have a second? Because I've got this issue and I haven't figured out a solution yet. Have you ever dealt with it? And because there are so many people in that community, I was bound to find somebody who had gone through the same challenge and come up with a solution either themselves or they got a solution from somebody else. And they were able to pass that knowledge on to me. So I just asked those people, a ton of questions over the years, just trying to, to learn from them and people who were a few steps ahead of me and more experienced than I was so that I could m- navigate the challenges that I was experiencing myself. So for one, the community. So one-on-one mentorship, I would say Arrow was it. Although since the pandemic has hit and even before then, communication has been minimal. 
need to revive that. Now there, and and then the WeWork community too has been extremely valuable. Just leaning on other individuals who have gone through the same issues before. I would uh, encourage you to look for a community like that. WeWork is a great example, or any type of co-working facility where you can start to integrate yourself into that community. If you don't have that, or obviously it's more difficult with the pandemic, online. I have started to develop relationships even over Instagram with people who were strangers, but over time we've developed a little bit of rapport and can actually DM each other with what's going on and ask for feedback. So although social media drives me nuts sometimes, and a lot of it is extremely superficial, there are some really organic and real relationships that can be built there. So I would just encourage you to cultivate your community. That will serve as a form of mentorship for you. Even if people are kind of at the same stage as you in life, they may have already encountered some of those other challenges and can shed some light on them for you. Another form of mentorship for me would be things that feel like relationships but really aren't. So for me, that's books and podcasts. I do have a handful of individuals that truly feel like they've been my mentors. And if I, if I, re- I've thought about this before, like if I were running and listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook of a particular author and saw them on the street, I'd almost want to walk up to them. I probably would walk up to them and not even realize that they don't know me because I feel like I know them so well. And I've thought to myself, like, what would I do if I like was listening to an audiobook by, you know, some like Malcolm Gladwell and just saw him on the side of the road? I wanted to just be like, Malcolm, what's up, man? How you been? And you wouldn't even realize that. He has no idea who I am, but the relationship feels so real, especially when you're listening over audio because you're getting that person's actual voice in your head for an extended period of time, just providing you with wisdom and knowledge about whatever topic you're interested in. So I think books are fantastic and audiobooks too, so you can actually hear that person's voice. I know a lot of people aren't audible learners. So that may be a little bit difficult. So maybe you can do it in smaller doses, but I think getting that person's voice is helpful. So for me, there have been a few. I've talked about Zig Ziglar before on the show. He's a very old school sales trainer. And you could argue that some of those old school sales trainers have uh, limited maybe integrity and values. And I I think that that's the case for, for a lot of individuals. But this guy, Zig, was just so on point packed full of sound principles and values. And I really just respected the approach that he had to sales, just coming from a place of love and service. And so I've listened to, man, probably over a hundred hours worth of just Zig Ziglar alone. Cause he's got like one 50 hour book that I've listened to a couple times in addition to the rest of his books and audio tapes. So Zig Ziglar is one for sure. John Maxwell is another author that I've listened to. I've listened to pretty much all of his books on audible Malcolm Gladwell too. Now he isn't uh, directly with my industry. He is, you know, Malcolm Gladwell just kind of writes about all types of, uh, strange statistical phenomenon, but I would say that, uh, Listening to Malcolm Gladwell just helps me to broaden my perspective and look at things through a fresh lens, you know, in some of the challenges that I'm going through. So anyways, Malcolm, John Maxwell, Zig Ziglar, a couple guys, again, highly recommend listening to their actual voices if possible. 
to help just cultivate that feeling of a mentorship. And then for me, sermons are big, you know, listening to church sermons. I'm definitely a believer in God, although I'm incredibly skeptical about pretty much every pretty much every aspect of it. So a believer, but a skeptical believer. So I listen to a lot of sermons just to try to gather more knowledge, to try to better understand some of the things that I'm skeptical about. And so there are two guys that also feel like mentors to me, Craig Rochelle and Judah Smith. They're pastors of different churches, but I have listened to probably weeks worth, if you were to stack up all the hours of sermons, weeks worth of sermons by those guys, and they feel like real mentors to me. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't discount or discredit you know, the, the, the impact that books or podcasts can have on your learning. It, it really will add a ton of value to your life. So I, I've got to say that. Now, okay, let, let's talk about how do you find a mentor in the midst of the pandemic with everything going on? And not even just the pandemic, but in general, like how would you reach out to somebody and ask them to become your mentor? So a couple thoughts on this. For one, you've got to be bold enough to just ask. Just reach out to anybody, you know, whoever you have your, your site set on, somebody that you'd like to mentor you, you've got to be bold enough to just ask. It's not going to come out of thin air. You know, and if you're if you're dating, if you're in a relationship with someone, it didn't just end up in that relationship. Somebody asked the other person out on a date or to marry them or whatever the heck it was, you've got to ask. So start there. Two, offer to pay for whatever it is you guys are going to do. Offer to pay for lunch, offer to pay for coffee. That's a great start. So ask, offer to pay for whatever it is, and then plan this out before you reach out to the individual. Okay, You need to plan out what's in it for them. And there are a handful of examples here, but starting with the easiest one, what's in it for them could just be a great conversation if you guys happen to have the same hobbies or passions. There was one guy who was a business owner of a multi-million dollar business here in DC. He was also the CEO of a of a nonprofit. And this guy had done all types of crazy life experiences. For example, he rode, he, he did a bicycle race across the country. He's done that twice, starting in San Diego, going all the way to, I think, Annapolis, Maryland. He's also done mountain bike races across the country of Mongolia. I mean, I think he's also hiked Everest, and I know he's gone hiking in the mountains of Antarctica before. Like, the dude is just nuts. So I knew that I could probably get his attention if I told him I was into, like, Ironmans and, you know, century rides on my bike, which are 100-mile bike rides. And, and stuff like that. And so naturally that did pique his interest and I offered to pay for lunch. And I, I picked his brain on a handful of business things, but we definitely spent a ton of time just about like endurance sports. And I think that was enough for him just to get a, a free lunch and to chat about some of the things he loves to do anyways. So again, think about what is in it for them at the base level. You've got shared passions or hobbies that you can just chat about. But moving on something a little bit more concrete, I would look through your network first how can you provide some value to this individual that you're going to ask to mentor you? If you can't provide value yourself, look through your network and see if you know somebody who does. Is the person that you're going to ask to mentor you in a specific industry? You know, do you have anybody in your network that's also in that industry that you can connect them with? You know, or maybe it's referrals. You know somebody in your network that would buy from that person, you know, or based off of whatever their business is, or potentially donate to their nonprofit if this is somebody in the nonprofit space. But do some research beforehand, be strategic, find out how you can add value to that individual. Remember, if you ask them 
to mentor you, they're going to be thinking, what's in it for me? So for one, at a base level, a great conversation about shared passions and hobbies. Two, getting a little bit more, uh, a little deeper here and a little bit more strategic. Find out how you can add value to them in any sense. Look through your network, identify individuals that you could connect them with or potential referrals. Those are some good examples. And then three from you, maybe, you know, maybe it is services that you could offer. Like if you're a graphic designer or you can code or program, maybe offer that in return for free for them meeting up with you for the first time. Or maybe if you're you're looking to solidify a solid mentorship, you know that this is the person and you're absolutely sure of it, you know, maybe you could give away something a little bit more like equity if you're a business owner or a board seat if you're a business owner or a nonprofit, you run a nonprofit, something like that. So just food for thought, what can you provide to that individual? They will ask themselves the question, what's in it for me when you reach out to them? Okay. Let me close with this. You may be wondering, you may be thinking to yourself, all right, this is great. I've got some info here in terms of like identifying a mentorship or different uh, forms of mentorships. What do I actually say to the person? Or I have a person in mind. What should my outreach message look like? Now, if you're, if you're not sure where to start and you'd like some guidance, I'd recommend using this. And you may need to rewind a couple times to get this down. I'll also copy and paste this into the show notes. All right, so it's going to look different based off of your circumstances, but here's what here's one way I would recommend asking the question. Hey, so-and-so, given that you have a lot of experience here, or maybe you could say given that you're well-versed in this area, whatever, I wanted to ask you if you'd be willing to meet with me. I've currently got this one thing as a challenge, and I think you might be able to help me overcome it. Would you be willing to meet for coffee or lunch or maybe over Zoom? All right, just pretty straightforward, right? But there are three things involved in the way that this was written. The first, don't use the word mentor. Just start with one meeting. There's a much lower barrier for commitment for them if it's just one initial meeting. If you use the word mentor, that could throw them off and they start to think way ahead into the future of how much time they could commit to connecting with you. And we don't need to get there yet. Let's just get the first meeting down. So don't use the word mentor. The second thing that we're doing with this question is we're tapping into their innate need to problem solve. So if you've seen this before or learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's a principle in psychology, you know, at at the base level, we need food, water, shelter, things like that. Then relationships, love, whatever, all the way up until self-actualization kind of as our top need. But somewhere in that pyramid is problem solving. We actually have a psychological need to solve problems and we love solving problems. So for example, in the question that I mentioned earlier, I say, hey, I've got this one thing as a challenge and I think you might be able to help me overcome it. You're tapping into their need to problem solve. So recap. Don't say mentor, tap into their need and desire to problem solve. Then the third is I intentionally used the word willing twice in this question. First, I said, I wanted to ask if you'd be willing to meet with me. And then later I said, would you be willing to meet for coffee? Now, this is one of my go-tos. And the reason that I use the word willing is because if they say no, they ha- it's harder for them to say no because essentially they're saying I'm not willing to versus, hey, I'm not able to, right? Any of us can say, hey, I'm not able to, I'm super busy, appreciate you asking, whatever. But when you ask the question willing, 
are you willing to? And they say no, it's a little bit more difficult because when I turn you down, I'm conveying the message that I'm not willing to meet with you. Now, of course, they can find a different way to, to decline the offer, but it just makes it a little bit more difficult for them to say no, and they're going to put a little bit more thought into their response. And it might encourage them just to think to themselves, well, am I willing? Well, yeah, I'm willing. So if I'm willing to, you know, maybe I can find a way to make it work. So I always lean on that question when I'm asking for something from somebody is not, are you able to, or can you, are you willing to? So I intentionally used it twice, right? All right. So that's the question. One more time to recap. Hey, given that you have a lot of experience here, I wanted to ask if you'd be willing to meet with me. I've currently got this one thing as a challenge, and you can say what that is, or you can just leave it vague. I've currently got this as a challenge, and I think you might be able to help me overcome it. Would you be willing to meet for coffee or lunch, or maybe over Zoom? Okay. Again, for those three reasons, don't say mentor, tap into the problem solving, ask them if they're willing. If you're looking for maybe more content on this particular topic, mentorship or finding a mentor, just send me a DM on Instagram. That's probably where I'm most active. It's at It's Jake Savage. You can also catch me at persuasionschoolpodcast.com. Just drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have another question that you want answered on Monday Q&A, that's also the place to go. You can reach out to me again, Instagram or over the website. Then if you have a topic suggestion for one of our Thursday shows or guest suggestion, something like that, you want to jump on the show, persuasionschoolpodcast.com. Lastly, lastly, if you've been listening to the past couple episodes, you've heard me put this plug in, but it is for my personal mission, something my wife and I are super passionate about, which is fighting human trafficking, fighting sex trafficking, and we're doing everything possible to try to make an impact here both here in the U.S. and abroad. One way that we do that is through this podcast. As it continues to grow, which it's doing now, top 10% of all podcasts on Buzzsprout, which is our hosting platform. It's actually the biggest podcast hosting platform out there today. And we're in the top 10%, so thank you all the listeners. But anyways, we use this platform as a way just to educate people about it and also encourage people to get in on the fight, get in on this good fight against human trafficking. And so a couple ways that you can do that one, if you have heard about this before, or maybe you heard about it for the first time on Persuasion School, and you want to get involved, reach out. We'd love to chat about how we can work together. Two, on the website, persuasionschoolpodcast.com, there's a section called Jake's Fight, where I talk about how we got involved in this. And you can hit a donate button. It does not go to us. We actually will redistribute that to our partners, so anti-trafficking groups both here in the U.S. and abroad. So again, you want to get involved, but you're not sure how because there are a million different organizations. You can just donate right there. Also, that t-shirt that I'm wearing in the cover art, trust me, I'm a salesman. I've had plenty of people ask about that. That's for sale. I've also got, trust me, I'm a saleswoman. Those are available on the website and 100% of the proceeds, the profits of the shirts will go towards those anti-trafficking organizations as well. Guys, that wraps it up for today. Hey, just a quick reminder, we've got that survey live on our website too where we're just trying to better understand the audience, get to know you guys so we can continue improving the show. It only takes 60 seconds to fill out. Would really love your help there. And also, one thing I forget about pretty much every single time are reviews and ratings. I've underestimated how big of an impact those make. So hey, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or you have an iPhone, 
or Mac and access to Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate. If you'd be willing, oh, use the willing thing. If you'd be willing to write us a short review or even just rate us by tapping the stars. But of course, only if you feel as though you've received value from the show. So if you feel like you've received five, I guess four could be a possibility, but if you feel as though you've received five stars worth of value from the show and you would be willing to tap on those stars or write us a review, man, we'd really appreciate it. It would mean the world to us. Other than that, thank you guys. That's it. Have a fantastic week. Catch you on Wednesday for Whiskey Wednesday. Adios. Adios.